What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown and today, our guest, Evolve Benton. Evolve, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for the invite, family. You know, I, I really appreciate your show, all that you have going on, especially talking to people about their journeys. I think that storytelling is just such a powerful tool. So thanks for creating the space and thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to butcher. I know you're a podcast host. You have... Uh, the wealthy speaker and consultant uh, society. You just recently got married. Like, I'm not even going to butcher your bio. That's just a few of your accolades. Um, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Definitely. Yeah, great question. So Evolve Benton here, pronouns, they or king, if you're feeling royal. <laughs> I am from sunny, exciting, amazing Los Angeles, California, born and raised. Uh, I did my undergrad in New Orleans, Louisiana. So that's where the Southern vibe comes from. And then I'm currently living in Atlanta, Georgia, which is really exciting. Just been here about a month now uh, with my beautiful wife. We got a property here. So new home ownership, which is something we could definitely talk about. Um, I'm the founder of Speaking for Profit University, where we help diverse leaders get paid speaking opportunities and paid consulting opportunities. My, my goal there is to be able to diversify the speaking industry with as many high paid speakers of color, of various backgrounds, LGBT folks as possible. Um, and then as you spoke about, Erin, I'm an author of the book, Sir, Poetry Dedicated to Boyhood and Black Queer Love. I'm a podcaster. I just love using my voice and making money while I do it, which I think is a really cool thing to be able to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why, why not, you know, you find something you're good at, you love to do when I get paid to do it, you know? Exactly. If you yeah. love it, why not, why not go for it? And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, this, this show is about resilience. I didn't always love my voice. I actually grew up with a speech impediment. So I had a really bad lisp and you can sometimes hear it even now as I'm an adult, I'm just not as embarrassed about it. Mm. But for the longest time, I didn't want to speak. I was actually afraid because of that. So shouts out to educators. You know, poetry is kind of where I found my voice. Having a little bit of technical. And fan, I was getting teased about it and just not feeling really good, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm going to have you uh, start again at the where you had your speech impediment. It kind of like broke up a little bit. Okay, cool. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Uh huh. Let me make sure I'm connected to the right internet source. Give me one okay. minute. Okay. 
I should be back now. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay, that should be better. I was on the wrong internet anyway, so gotcha. that was good. <laughs> so I grew up with I grew up with a speech impediment, right? So in like first, second grade, had a really bad list, was getting teased for it, just not feeling good about it. So I was saying shouts out to all the educators in Los Angeles because I had teachers who made it fun for me to learn how to use my voice. So I was doing like plays and I got to do poetry and really express myself mm. and find ways to be confident in my voice so a lot of people don't know that but for the longest you probably wouldn't have seen me speaking it was something that actually felt like it wasn't a part of my superhero-ness and then you know through education and practice it's just become something that I'm in love with I love that I was going to ask like how did you go from not speaking to like making that your main business but I love the shout out for educators they they don't get enough credit you know, Definitely. they do not get enough credit at all. You know, shout out to all the educators across the board um, for really, really pouring into us and and making us, um, encouraging us to be better, do better, and perform better and at a higher level. Their job isn't easy whatsoever. And, you know, especially right now, um, post-COVID, you know, post everything that we've gone through over the past three years, um, it's it's not easy. So definitely shout out to the educators and um, administration and everyone who who pours into our our youth and our kids. Um, what? Let's start at the let's start at the very very beginning. Um, how and why did you decide? that you wanted to speak for a living? Mm, that's a great question, definitely. And congratulations to you, because I seen you had just post, you got one of your first uh, paid speaking bags. So, you know, congrats family <laughs> on that, because I, I seen that and I was like, oh, we got our interview today. I can't wait to shout you out because it's such a good feeling when you get that mailbox money, you know, shout out to Nipsey Hustle, right? You look in that mailbox and <laughs> say your name on it and, and you did something that was easeful. Right. Mm -hmm. Something that really did not create a lot of like discomfort in your life. So for me, I, I like I mentioned, I'm from Los Angeles, but about eight years ago, I moved to the Bay Area mm -hmm. for love, y'all. I was chasing an amazing woman that ended up being my wife. So I did a good job with the chase. Love that. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so she moved to the Bay. She got a job there. And I didn't really believe in long distance relationships at that time in my life. I was like, I can't really do this. We kind of just met. I don't want to do something long distance. So she was like, well, come move to the Bay with me. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll move to the Bay if I get a job. Right. And I, in my head, I was like, I'm not gonna get a job this quick. No one's, <laughs> no one's gonna want me in the Bay. I started applying and I got three interviews in a week. Wow. Right. So it was like, that divine energy was pulling me there, mm -hmm. went on all the interviews, ended up getting all three of the jobs and had to decide on what offer I was going to take. So mm -hmm. I took the offer at the University of California, San Francisco, mm -hmm. which is a medical school. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. This is cool. I can do some DEI work, working at the Multicultural Center. Cool. I'll take the job. And then when I got to the Bay, fam. Super expensive. I mean, I thought LA was expensive, mm -hmm. but I was I was staying in an apartment that was pretty much rent controlled, right? Cool. So I didn't know what market rent looked like. So yeah. I get to the Bay and I'm like, yo, I do not have enough money for this. What am I going <laughs> to do? 
So I started thinking about side gigs, right? So I was like, okay, I could Uber, I could DoorDash. I mean, maybe I could slang some. I don't know. What am I going to do? And then finally, I got hit up to do a panel, an mm-hmm. LGBT panel by this woman who's working at a tech company. And it was a Black woman. Shouts out to Black women because, we, you know, they always advocate for folks. And Let's they always go. advocate for me. And mm-hmm. I'm always in spaces that make it make me feel good around that. Yes. And I was like, cool. She was like, how much do you charge? And I'm sitting there like charge like what <laughs> I don't know what to do so I told her $500 right mm-hmm. I don't know why that felt like a lot of money at that time but cool 500 she comes back to me she says that's not enough you need to ask for more so at that time I was getting paid like $3,000 a month I was like mm-hmm. cool I'm gonna ask for my monthly salary to this woman and see what happens mm-hmm. I put it down she said no problem and I made $3,000 in 60 minutes sitting 60 on a panel minutes. And then I was like, oh, now this is my hustle. <laughs> this is what I'm going to be doing, you know, to be able to bring in that extra income. Because to be honest with you, I couldn't afford after paying rent and my bills to get me and my wife a bacon sandwich for us to share. That's how expensive things were. Right. Wow. So I was like, I could afford to pay my bills, but we're dating. We're just, you know, like I want to be able to live and thrive. I don't want to just be bill to bill. So mm. shouts out to that that woman in that tech company. And and that's really when I got to see that I could actually make money at it. Mm. Before then, I was doing it for free or doing it for like maybe a gift card, you know, not really thinking yeah. about this is something I can charge for. That's lovely. Shout out to Black women (laughs) shout out to black women for always 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 showing up and and holding holding us up holding us accountable like Mm -hmm. she said "Uh uh-uh 500 mm -mm. ask for more like that when does that happen again here goes the universe conspiring in your favor opening up that perspective like wait a minute I can I can do this. This is something that can be done. Right? right. $3,000. What was that like? How was it was it a check? Was it a direct deposit? You know what? I don't remember, gotcha. but I believe that at that time it was a check. So it was snail mail, right? Mm. So I remember I got it probably like a month after mm-hmm. I did it. And that was a learning curve for me as well, right? Because we know as speakers, you know, you can put in your contract that 14 days after I do it, two mm-hmm. weeks, you can you can put various things to protect yourself when it comes to currency sure. and getting that income. So, mm-hmm. but I was so excited that I just had it. It didn't even matter to me. I'm like, I got a contract. I got an inv- I sent the invoice out. You know, I'm in there trying to figure out how to make an invoice. Like I did it. So for me, the time didn't matter. Now yeah. it matters a lot more, right? Because mm. I'm not just banking on it for survival, but it's also about the boundaries that we set up as business owners to make sure that we're protecting our bottom line and protecting everything that we're building, right? So it, now I don't play the snail mail money, but at that time, it probably took like a month, a month and a half. Listen, listen, I love it. Just the story of like where where it's, where this all started, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it, and if we take it all the way, all the way back, it started in school when you were learning to use your voice, learning how to to speak, and and you know, I haven't heard any of your list, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but it started it started then, and it just evolved. 
Come on now. It just (laughs) (laughs) It did. It did. You know, and and that's why I'm so thankful for my younger self. You know, Mm -hmm. when I post a lot on social media, I I do shouts out to my past self. You know, like Facebook will show you a memory because I'm like, if it wasn't for those versions of myself, I wouldn't be here now. Mm -hmm. And it's just all a part of the journey. So being a young person, you know, they don't really talk to you about how important public speaking is. But I was reading an article recently, and I don't know if you know this, Aaron. If you are really good at public speaking, you will usually make 25 to 30% more than your colleagues in a workplace. So this isn't just about doing this as like a side gig or as mm-hmm. a job. If you're confident and you're able to speak, you're going to ask for more from your employer. They're going to give you more opportunities to represent the company. It's going to make you just better overall in your career. So I'm just so thankful that I picked up the skill because even if I wasn't doing it, you know, as a business, I know that I would have to use it in order to increase my income. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I did not know those uh, facts and figures. That's, that's crazy because speaking is something that kind of just came naturally. You know, I, I can remember just always being able to spark a conversation um, with anybody, you know, about anything. And, giving advice or providing a different perspective when sometimes I probably should have been taking that advice and perspective, but don't, that's how it happens, right? We can provide um, advice, but we don't take our own advice sometimes. (laughs) I mean, it's easier to give it than to to take it, right? Like, you know, and that's just all about hindsight, right? Like you get better with that. You, you know, I was telling my wife recently, I think the older you get, I'm in my thirties, you become a better parent to yourself because that's really all you're doing right it's parenting yourself and trying to like figure this thing out and not make mistakes that's gonna kill you right like I always 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 tease my wife I said if it wasn't for you I probably would have died in my 20s because I was a run around here eating old food so one of the things I do is I eat a lot of leftovers and she's big on that I have to go to her to be like babe is this too old or can I get this fast right so I always tell her like I would have died at like 28 like (laughs) I didn't meet you we're parenting ourselves to become better versions of ourselves right and our environment creates that so shouts out to community and and, you know being able to do that in space absolutely and having that having also having that support system I mean uh, so having a solid support system is literally sometimes the difference between life and death Mm -hmm. you know as you were as you were saying um, you know, you could have ate something wild and it could have took you out, you know, <laughs> and, at the, and at the same time, going through something, something mentally, you know, without having that support system that holds you up, holds you accountable. Um, and you know that when you're lacking, they can help pour into you, you know, yeah. Without that, um, I don't know if you've seen the news, but as of today, as of this recording, um, DJ Twitch from mm-hmm. Ellen, you know, yeah. he he took his life, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's it's like it's heartbreaking for his family, but I think my heart pours more for him um, because over the past few weeks, I haven't been feeling myself lately. You know, so, and I I struggled really, really bad. I think last week was the worst it's been in a very, very long time. And, you know, 
thank goodness that I I do have the support system that can help me through help me through get through this. And sometimes you can have that support system and it's still it's not enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when we have to turn inside and we have to be able to hold that space of knowing that everything isn't okay and being okay with that, you know, is that Mm. something that you've ever had to um, struggle with? You've ever had to deal with knowing that something isn't okay and being okay with that? Hey, 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 if you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Mm, that's a good question. And, and you know, RIP to, to him. I seen that this morning and mm-hmm. I instantly started thinking about his wife, you know, yeah. being newly married. I automatically be thinking like, you know, we're so responsible for our spouses mm-hmm. and not saying that was her responsibility, but I just pray for her heart that she doesn't hold any of that or any of that shame. Yeah. Um. You know, so many parts of my journey, Aaron. To be honest with you, when I when I think about that question, the first time that probably came up where I realized it was happening was when I lost my mother mm. when I was twenty one um, years old, and I remember clearly thinking, the next time I'll see her or I'll be in space with her, I won't be on this planet, right? Mm. Like it was like this really like big moment where I was like, she was my vessel here and my vessel out is me. Like, yeah. like yeah, oh like, my goodness, like, yeah, <laughs> like this is a big <laughs> responsibility. Um, and as, as I navigated that, a lot of depression, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely suicidal thoughts, right? Because you're so connected to your parents, but my mother was my best friend, yeah. right? She was beyond that. Um, but I think what you spoke about going inward, having that relationship with spirit, having community really just caused me to kind of push myself to be an overachiever and mm. do too much, to be honest with you, but it was my survival mechanism. Yeah. And now that I've gotten older, even though I still have that like in my back, like I want to make my mother proud. I think I want to make her proud by doing it with ease, mm. right? Because I've seen how stress stressed her out. She had a heart attack. That's how she passed away. And I don't want that to happen to me, right? right? So it's it's so interesting how, you know, we've been talking, I think this whole conversation, title it, the circle of life, right? Like circle of life. life, love that, yes. Right, like how <laughs> life just continues to, to show up and show you different lessons mm-hmm. um, and you're constantly discovering yourself. But going within is so important because it allows us to investigate and to really get to know who we are. Because mm-hmm. I believe that before we even got on this planet, we made agreements. We knew what we were, what the challenges were that we were going to have. Yeah. And spiritual time allows me to at least tap in and know that I'm beyond this body. I'm mm-hmm. beyond this moment, right? I'm, I'm very divine and and that's very helpful. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. Love that being able, I'm telling you, like being able to have that, quiet time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, I've started a new practice where the first thing I do in the morning, well, after I use the restroom and then maybe make coffee or tea, maybe not, I might just come right into the office and then I just write for 30 minutes. 
you know, and sometimes I give myself prompts. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's just me writing. I think today is like day 11 or day 12. And just having that time to really, really sit with myself and, and have, and think about my thoughts. Um, I can only imagine what, if I had done this practice and started two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when I was in the depths of darkness, you know, what would have been on a page then compared to when I woke up today, like, yo, I'm ready to get it. This is going to be a great day. Um, and it's so good to be able to hold that space for yourself. You know, we, we do tend to lean on, I, a support system is everything, you know, but you can have the best and loving spouse and partner, but no matter what they say, if you don't feel that for yourself, it's not really going to hit the way it needs to hit. Um, and that's a journey that you have to take by yourself, you know? Mm. So, wow. Yeah. It's been, yeah, my spiritual it's, teacher always says, um, you and your partner are on a path, mm -hmm. but on that path, you're on your own path, right? Mm. Like, it's not like we're just riding it out together. We have our own work to do. We have our own lessons to learn. Um, and I love that you have this spiritual practice or this mindfulness practice, right, of writing. That's how I got started as a poet, right? I would write a lot of the things I was going through in college. I went to a Methodist college, right, Black college. And gotcha. I, my, my little queer self. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure it all out. So having to write, you know, through some of the injustices that were happening, things I didn't understand, mm -hmm. it gave me a space to let a lot of that out. And even recently... When we moved to Atlanta, I was going through some grief. One of my elders passed away and there was just other things going on in life. And I felt like I was in that dark place, but it's so interesting. What is the first thing I'd started to do to get myself out was right. Mm -hmm. So I think even if we don't, like, I know you're on day 11 or 12 and whenever people hear this, maybe you're a day of 30 or maybe you yeah. stop doing it. Right. But if we know that we have practices, we can go back to that instantly take us inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what's really the blessing in that, because that's something you can turn on no matter what's going on. Absolutely. Those systems and strategies, mm -hmm. like a lot of people think systems and strategies has, has to do with, you know, technical stuff. And I have to code this or we are our computers. Like we need to be reset, you know, we need, we have a, a clock, <laughs> like we need to pour into us the way technology pours into, the way we pour into technology, you know, we depend on a technology, you know, so much. I can't remember, I remember my wife's phone number and my brother's phone number and that's it. And I remember, <laughs> you know, I remember a time when I had a paper paper and I had numbers on it or I had to remember, you know, specific phone numbers. And now we've become, I've become pretty dependent on this that I'm just like, I take that for granted. So when you think about it, there's a space, a a skill that we had that we no longer need. So what happens with that? That That is a good question. What happens with that skill? Does it does it devolve? Does it turn into something else? What do you think? 
You know, I mean, I think memory is interesting. I I have let me let me put it this way because I don't want to sound like a lazy human being, but I am getting kind of lazy all the older I get. I think it's just a part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. But for me, I think about it as if I don't have to hold space for these numbers, I can hold space for something else. Mm. Okay, right? I love it. Absolutely. Oh, that might be another skill set. That might be a language I learn, but I don't think my memory will decrease unless I'm just not using my brain. And then, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I do think if we stop using our brain, if we're just watching TV all day, which no shout out to all the like people who love TV. My wife loves TV. So if she hears this, she'll probably be like, what are you trying to say? But I'm just saying, you're not using a lot of your brain power in that practice. Right. But if that's the only thing we do, I think we do kind of like fall apart, but Mm -hmm. if we're doing something consistent, we're filling the brain. So I, I make this joke with a lot of my friends when they're like, you know, why'd you hire someone to do that? So in my business, I delegate a lot. I'm not graphic design. I don't know that. I'm not website. I don't know that. And I don't want to learn any of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like we went through school. We went through school. I went through college. I got three degrees. I learned a whole lot of stuff I did not want to learn. So at this point in my life, the only things I want to know are things that I'm aligned with and that bring me joy. Graphic design does not do that. Website design does not do that. So I'm not going to learn it. So, you know, it would be cool to know everybody's number. Mm Mm-hmm. But this good old phone, it could do that. Yes. I'm going to use my space to do something else. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah. So I've been, I mean, probably for the past, I don't know how many years, trying to figure out this website thing. And for what? <laughs> for what? When I know, I know there's no joy that comes from sitting down in front of a computer to build a website. That's not my thing. If I can hire somebody whose thing that is, I'm pouring into them because they love to do it. And I'm taking my that attention that I will be giving to that, to the thing that I hate, and pouring it into something that I actually enjoy. So I love exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. of course. Exactly. Let's talk, let's talk business. Okay. Let's, let's talk business. When did is so your um you're speaking. Is that is that what you do full time? Good question. So is that I always struggle with this question. Is that the only way I make money? Is that what you mean? Is do you have do you <laughs> <laughs> they're like absolutely not? This is what we do. <laughs> so I have multiple streams, multiple streams of income. That's absolutely. what I will say. Um speaking. And consulting is one of them. Mm -hmm. Coaching other speakers to do the same thing is one of them. Um, I also currently have a nine to five, probably when this comes out, if it's mid-January, I won't. Um, I don't know. When is this dropping? Probably probably about mid-January. Okay, cool. Then we safe. I don't want to put my two-week notice out on a podcast, but it is coming, Uh, (laughs) right, from my day job. And then uh, my wife and I have some real estate investing, and we're going to be doing some Airbnb businesses. So multiple streams of income. But Mm -hmm. I would say my passion and what I love to do is speak, consult, and educate, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I spend the majority of my time with now because mm-hmm. it brings me the majority of my joy. When it stops doing that, then I love that I have these other branches of the tree that I can lean on um, for the income, right? So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you feel that, because um, I have a nine to five too, um, do you feel that that takes away from you being able to pour more into um, your other endeavors? 
That's a great question. You know, like for me, Aaron, no. Okay. And the reason I say that is I was very, very aware that eventually I would graduate out of my job. Mm -hmm. And that was the mission, right? So while I was at my job, there were certain things I had to do, certain things I had to say no to in business so that I could keep both going at the same time. But I knew there would come a point where I would be getting 15, 20, $30,000 for my speaking opportunities. And then it doesn't make any sense for me to stay at my job. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at in my business and in my life, right? And I was like, when I graduate to that time, that's when I'll close that next chapter. So I think we have to figure out ways to balance out our aligned yeses for the moments we're in and some aligned no's for the moments mm -hmm. we're in. So there were certain speaking opportunities and things I couldn't do because I had that nine to five and I needed it at that time. Mm -hmm. But once my business grew and I got to see, okay, two or three contracts that are 15, 20,000, that's my salary right there. Yeah. So why don't I lean in on this? And that's currently where I'm at. But I always tell my clients, I would tell you folks who are building to that, build that emergency fund, build that comfortability, have other streams of income so that you feel comfortable stepping away from your nine to five. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I love it. That's good information for anyone, regardless of what you're doing. If you are holding down that nine to five to sustain and to help you build up that, that side hustle. And you want to move that side hustle to the main hustle. Um, yeah, I would, I will never tell anybody just to drop their nine, nine to five, you know, um, first bad off, coaches, bad coaches, Whoever's off, telling health insurance, bad. yes, health insurance <laughs> by itself, like <laughs> mm -hmm. coming out of pocket without health insurance is wild. It's wildly ridiculous. Exactly. And if you're not in a spot where you can foot that bill, I mean, get you a little, you know, a, a nine to five, work you your little hours, whatever you need to do to make sure that you can first take care of yourself. You know, we can, we're, we, we talk and we've been talking about so much, but if our health isn't, isn't good, then we're not good for anything else. You know, we can't show up to the speaking engagements. We can't hop on that business consulting call. We can't, you know, get this Airbnb together. You know, we can't show up to be good spouses, you know? So making sure that health is good. And, you know, there's some coaches out there, like you said, bad coach that will <laughs> be like, nah, you need to, you need to pour all your time into this, this, this. And, ah, but do you? <laughs> but do you? And is that I, going I don't to... think so. No, I don't it's... think so. I think you need to be strategic and you need to know Absolutely. where you're going. Absolutely. Right? So, have that um, plan. In the last three years, my wife and I have been looking for a home, mm -hmm. right? Um, now that we have the home, there's a lot more risk I can take, right? Mm -hmm. Before, it was like, I need this W-2. I need it to, to look good, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> all the numbers need to look right. The credit needs to be on point. And I'm not saying we just throwing out everything now, right? We still want to be in those good positions. But once you hit certain goals, mm -hmm. it gives you an opportunity to move around the chessboard and decide where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I think so many coaches want people to quit their jobs because they want people to rely on them. 
And I'm not that kind of coach for me. Oh, you touched on something like (laughs) on. They want them to rely on them. Right. Uh Like, so they have to keep feeding into that for Uh me. I'm not, I'm not that kind of coach. Do I want to support you and up leveling and doing all that? Yep. Cool. That's great. We can do that together. But at a point you're going to graduate and leave me. And I want you to be able to do that. I was talking to a potential client yesterday and they were like, Evolve, do you take a cut from our speaking engagements? Because they were talking to some coach who takes a percentage of whatever they get. I was like, no, I'm not taking your money. And they were like, is that why you're not going to get the gig for me? I said, no, I'm not getting gigs for you because I'm not teaching you to eat fish. Mm. I'm teaching you to go fishing. Yes. If I am not here tomorrow, I want you to have the tools to be able to go get booked and to build your business. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't rely just on me. Eventually, I want you to graduate me and be out there and just be doing your business. You shouldn't be building your business forever, right? So we have to just be careful on the things that we listen to and be really strategic about our life and our journey. We're all on different paths. So what do you Mm -hmm. want for your financial freedom path? My financial freedom path, I don't want to be in the U.S. in about eight years. I got things I want to do. If you don't know where you're going, then everybody's going to be able to manipulate you and move Mm -hmm. you on their journey. So stay away from them bad coaches. Don't be leaving y'all jobs <laughs> just because, right? And come up with a plan. What do you want to do? And dream. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be at your nine to five and still have this side hustle and be mm-hmm. doing that for years. And it's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't burn you out and take you away from spending time with your VIPs, your very important people. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method. Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential. And in it, I share just that. Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. You're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Love that. I love that. So come on now, just, just full of, of knowledge and information. And thank you for being so open and sharing, you know, um, there's some, there's some individuals who will, who hoard information, you know, hoard the knowledge. And I said something like years ago and said, um, knowledge is like magic. It's great to possess, but it's better when it's shared. You know, mm-hmm. it's better when it's shared. There's and the fact that you, you know, you speak about some of the coaches who want you to stay with them and you should be, you should be being coached to do your own thing, you know, sure. And then, and then you'll have those coaches is like, ah, nah, well, this person has this coach and this person has this coach. And, you know, those are very, very specific skills. Yeah, LeBron has a shooting coach and, you know, those are very, very specific skills, not broad. You know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't need, or a life coach shouldn't want you for life. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you want to stick around, right? And that's want to, you know, and if you want to, and if you have the means, by all means, do you, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. As a as a coach, that shouldn't be like ah, like this is a number. I'm like I'm gonna get them for this amount of time, and yeah. they're gonna renew at this this rate. Like, 
I feel like if you are really, really passionate about helping people, you're going to help them get to a point where they can then help themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that is where that is where the joy comes in. Like, yes, it's, it's great. I'm My first client, she took a chance on me and I'm so glad she did. Right? Mm-hmm. We stay in touch. You yeah. know, she might ask me like, yo, so what do you think about this? What do you think about this? No, we're not sitting down having full-blown coaching sessions, but I'm never going to be like, oh, nah, like you got to pay, you got to pay for this. <laughs> yeah, we got to be human. We got to be human about the experiences, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I have clients who work with me for two years now. I've only been a coach for two years, mm-hmm. right? So for that, it's like, it's great. But I don't want them to need me, Yeah, right? They don't need me. What they need is an outlet. Mm-hmm. And I love that, right? So many of my higher end clients, we spend time really moving them past their fear, their anxiety, mm-hmm. their doubt as business owners. There's mm-hmm. things that they share with me that they don't share with their spouses yet. The things that they're dreaming about, right? Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, society has become dream killers. Mm-hmm. A person tells you what they want to aspire to do. And the first thing you telling them is how they're not going to be able to do it, yeah. right? So I feel that coaching and holding space for people is such a spiritual moment because mm-hmm. you get to witness them in fear and shame and doubt and really empower them to go after it, right? Which is why I've had a therapist and some type of coach probably like the last 15 years of my Mm -hmm. life because I think that it's needed, but I don't want you, I'm not hoarding the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. So if you get me on a call right here and you ask me a question, I'm gonna give you the same question I'm gonna give to a private client that done paid me 20,000 to work with me this year, right? which is why I have to charge. People ask me, why do you have to charge? Because if I don't set up boundaries, I'm going to blab it all. It doesn't matter, <laughs> right? So really what you're paying for when you pay for a coach is access to that person. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it. So when I look at people I want to work with and I see them and I'm like, oh, I really want to work with them. I want to know, how do I get access to you? Do I come to your event? Do I come to a live training? Do I got to jump in a group coaching? Whatever it is to get access to you for this moment. Because time is not guaranteed. I can go to YouTube University, but I can never meet another Aaron and have this type of space and have this conversation, right? Of course. Yep. Yep. I love it. Love it. So also with all of that, y'all still, still put up those boundaries, still put up the, that, that money because at the end, because at the end of the day, you can talk, you can inspire, um, but if if there's if you're not getting reciprocated, which you can be, you know, then if you want to be Mother Teresa, then that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I am not knocking it whatsoever. If that's what you aspire to do, then go be the best Mother Teresa that you can be. But those who are wanting to be mother Teresa and also getting paid do that <laughs> do secure that. bag fam secure, secure, <laughs> the, bag, secure the bag set up boundaries mm-hmm. right and still give value yes. still give value one of the keys in my speaking business and I suggest that everybody find a way to give back in their business mm-hmm. I think that that is like a abundance influx like automatically you're gonna have abundance in your life and in your business mm-hmm. Quarter four, I give. So I go back and I speak at organizations that couldn't afford me. 
I usually go back and speak for free. I give to my homies, GoFundMes. I give to things anonymously. We got to have time in our life to give value, mm -hmm. right? But also we don't want to be taken advantage of. Course. And as people who, who have historically been taken advantage of, it's our responsibility to not let our ancestors down mm -hmm. and charge a fee, y'all. Just charge a fee. Yeah. <laughs> it only got to be the biggest fee. It doesn't. something it, it doesn't. for your time. Because mm -hmm. people who pay money pay attention. People when they don't pay, pay money pay attention. Pay attention. Mm. When they don't pay, they'll flake on you. They'll mm -hmm. show up to the call late in their pajamas. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, yep. right? So it's more of a commitment that we're really framing yeah. more than even like an exchange or, or a transaction. I love that. It's more of a commitment. Yep. Yeah. I love it. What, what inspires you? Mm. You know what, what inspires me today? It probably changes every day. I'm a Leo. So I'm, I'm always everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, what inspires me is young people right now. Mm. Um, I was I was talking to a young queer person, LGBT person, and, and just the audacity that they have, mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel like I grew up with a little bit of audacity, but they got it. And they mm -hmm. got the internet and they got, you know, Instagram and just ways to, to, to really share themselves. And they have so many possibility models. Mm -hmm. right? We had very limited. Very limited. Had, you know, I mean, I grew up, it was like downlink, y'all. I'm kind of old. Black, downlink! Black, <laughs> black, black, black planet times, right? I'm an oldie, but goodie, right? I'm an oldie. So it just wow. wasn't the same. You didn't have the same kind of representation. You could you couldn't just put a hashtag in and click androgynous or click boy or click LGBT and see yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so many possibility models, and that inspires me. And what really inspires me now is the amount of folks who are getting really invested in their health, their well-being, and their financial freedom. Mm. I hear so many folks who look like you and I having that conversation, and it's just so inspiring that everyone is thinking what they can do with their money beyond buying stuff, like investing in their futures, moving to different parts of the country, being out on the beach with your boo, whatever you want to envision, right? Like just the fact that people are putting themselves first, that's just super inspiring for me right now. I love it because we are now showing up um, the way that I wish my parents had the opportunity to show up, mm. you know, um, they did the best that they had, they could with what they had at that time. And I'm a, I will always stick by that. And there's some people who are like, nah, they could have did, but oh my gosh, sure. Sure. You're absolutely right. Um, but we are dealing with generations of learning as we go. You know, there was nothing set up really for people who look like us. And there there was no map, there was no blueprint, you know, there was no American dream until we created it. And now we're in a space where it's so fluid, we can create it in in any way that we see fit. And and um and I'm really, really, you know overjoyed with the amount of um people who look like us taking um taking risks um right. and and doing what they want to do 
you know, on their terms, you know, um, real estate, uh, uh, speaking, coaching, consulting, like just really, really stepping into web design tech, you know, we're in spaces that we, we were never really meant to be in. Um, and it's just so beautiful to see it. It is just so, it's so beautiful. It's It's so so beautiful beautiful to see it. And and I was going to say, you know, I think another thing that's really beautiful about it is people are doing it in a way that doesn't burn them out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think we have to be really careful on that's So I say bad coaches, Mm -hmm. be careful on who you listen to, because there is a narrative going on right now that I really want to disrupt around that we have to overwork ourselves in order Mm -hmm. to bring abundance into our lives. And I don't believe that. I believe we should do it in an easeful way. I believe there's a sustainable way to do it. And I also believe that we think we need more than what we really need because we're not tracking our numbers and tracking our life, mm-hmm. right? So even if you ask a person, they're like, how much money you want? A million dollars. That's what everybody want to say. And then you ask them to write down how they would spend it and they can't even get past often $250,000, mm-hmm. right? So like, let's start with the numbers we know and let's just build on it. And let's get out of our own ways to feel like we got to work hard for what we deserve, right? Like, let's just let's just move that off of the table. Um, and you inspire me too, Aaron. You inspire me. Shouts out to you. I see that you, you know, you um, came up with like, it's another edition of your book, right? That you just recently dropped. Oh, the value method? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. when y'all get when y'all get a chance, if y'all listen to this, please go check that out. Listen, I'm definitely gonna get me one. So the yes. value method. Yes. Listen, five steps to unlocking your greatest potential. Um, the wildest thing about this book, um, it's a it's a it's a really really easy operational manual to help you just be better. Little steps every single day, and. I wrote this book in maybe like a day and a half because it was just the the knowledge, the creativity. Um, I was in a space where it was just happening. And then I turned around and it took two years to, to publish it because I ran into the wall of of self-publishing on, on Amazon Mm. and I couldn't figure out, I gave it, gave up so many times. Um, I always shout out my wife for this because we got in, we got into a crazy argument and I was like, you know what? I'm going to release some steam. So I went to Barnes and Noble. I sat down in front of my computer and figured it out in like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> in 2.5 seconds and ever since then it's been like go mode um so i just want to take this moment real quick to say thank you um thank you for seeing uh uh and 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 allowing me to to feel seen um i hold this space for other people um, f- for them to feel seen. And it's always great. It doesn't always happen. And I don't ever expect it to happen because again, this space is for you. So we can learn your story. So we can learn how you've navigated and overcome some of your obstacles. Um, and it's always, it's always great to to get a little pat on the back, you know, mm-hmm. for yeah. for continuing to show up. Um, because like I said early in this episode, uh, some days is really, really hard. Feel me? 
some days is really difficult. So to know that there's people out there rooting for me. And I also want you, Evolve, and my listeners to know that I'm always rooting for you. So as long as I'm alive, you are never alone. Mm. Ever. You know, and that's something that I want and I need people to understand because this life is so precious and sometimes it gets away from us. Sometimes we feel like we're drowning and there's no end in sight. There's no life jacket. Nobody sees us. We fell off the boat and no one sees us going under, but I see you. Mm. I acknowledge you. And I always have a life jacket, a life preserver for you. Real talk, family. Thank you so much. I, and, you know, I appreciate the platform that you've created because, like I told you, storytelling is so important. But also we get to hear, in every episode, we get to hear more and more about you, Aaron, and more yeah. and more about your story, which I, which I think is just so important. And I'm happy that you're on this journey of developing and becoming more of a public speaker because I know we'll get to hear more of those narratives more of those stories and continue to track that right which is just really really powerful that's awesome I love it I love it um is there anything else that you want the listeners to know about you about life any uh tips or just inspiration that you have yeah definitely you know the one thing I want listeners to know is that 2023 is an abundance year, right? We have so much in the media telling us lack, telling us inflation, telling us recession. And I'm not saying that those things aren't true, right? They are true. Mm -hmm. But look back at all of those times in history, there's always people who have made it abundant. Mm -hmm. So I want us to get out of the scarcity mindset to really lean into the fact that we're going to make the most money and the most abundance that we've made in our lives in this year and lock in on what that thing is for you. If public speaking is that thing for you, I have a free training to teach you how to rate yourself. How much are you going to charge in 2023? It's free. Mm. You can watch it. It's a 30-minute video and guarantee you will walk away knowing what you should at least be charging so you don't walk in there asking for $500 like I did. Right? Yes, go. <laughs> I'll make sure make sure you send me the link. I'm in the notes. I will send it to you. And for anyone who's listening, including you, you can just text me that my number is 323-402-9492 and just text me the word speak, S-P-A-K, and I will send it right over to you so that you can watch it and start getting prepared. Because if you have speaking in your toolkit, you are a superhero. Mm. 75 to 85% of people are afraid to do what we're doing right now, Aaron. Right? So if you're listening to this and you're like, I could sit down and have this conversation with Aaron or Evolve, cool. Let's put some money on that mm -hmm. and make 2023 your most abundant year yet. I love it. I love it. Where can we where can we find you? Um, on social media, on the web, on, on the internet? Everywhere you look, just look up Evolve Benton. I'm on all the things. At least I think I am on most of them. If it's something new that was created, because they're creating new stuff every day, I'm probably not there. But I'm on Instagram. I'm on the good old Facebook. I'm on Twitter tweeting here and there. And then I, I throw up a tick -a which is what I call it, um, <laughs> here and there. So just look up Evolve Benton, and you can find me if you're interested in speaking for profit. It's speaking the number four profit. And you can search us on Google as well. And we can connect with you and support you. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Before I let you go, I have one more question for you. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) What does resilience mean to you? Mm. Resilience means to me, I, I think about a quote that my grandmother used to tell me. Um, rest in peace to her. I miss her so much. But she used to tell me charity starts at home and then spreads abroad, Mm. right? And that's resilience. Being able to know when you need to stay at home, tapping on that inward like we talked about, Mm -hmm. and then spreading that energy abroad to other folks after your cup is full. That's what resilience is for me. I love that. I have a bonus chapter in my book and that the S is a value, but values, that S is sharing. Mm. that bonus chapter so if you're listening to this you now know that there's a bonus chapter but that s that share sharing and and sharing the goodness you know that kindness um we weren't meant to be rigid and rugged and and just hard and heartless you know i don't believe that maybe there are some people that do but i don't believe that i believe we were you know meant to to take care of one another. I you believe know? that too. And yeah. and and that also means taking care of yourself. Yep, because like you said, if you ain't together, you can't do none of this stuff, nope. right? Absolutely. None of the giving can happen if you're not together. So, but this this has been amazing, family. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Um, please keep podcasting. Don't don't let it go. We're listening. Even though we might not click the like button. I know all y'all get into the likes. There's so many people who engage with your content beyond likes or might even mm-hmm. be afraid to like it. Yep. You just never know, right? So just keep putting it out there. And, and I'm excited to keep supporting you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience and action will always lead to a greater human experience.